0: to Revelation chapter 1. I will not get deep into this passage this morning. I'm just going to crack it open. We'll get back to it next week. Revelation chapter 1 beginning at verse 10. And in the midst of the lamp stands one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white like wool, as white as the snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace, and his voice like the roar of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two edged sword. And his face was like the sun, shining in full strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, for I am the first and the last and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, the things that you have seen, those that are, and those that are to take place after this. As for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Allow me to pray briefly, and then we'll open it up. Lord Jesus, speak to our hearts this morning. May we decipher what is before us that we might understand, and in understanding, see and apply. We know that your word is given to us, not just as a guide, but as instruction, exhortation. Emphatic verbs telling us how to live. And Lord Jesus, we long to be faithful. So open our eyes. Help us see. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Angels, stars, and lampstands. We think about those things, and sometimes our minds return to our childhood where we get out the glitter and we draw pictures and just make the angels' wings shiny and sparkly, and stars above them or around them on our cardboard picture shiny and sparkling. But this is more than that. Often the students of the Bible read the first three chapters of Revelation in a hurry. They just kind of buzz right through it. They don't really like the bu- looking at the letters to the seven churches because they're, they're too convicting, they're too revealing. So let's just go through this and we'll get to the exciting part. Let's get to the visions and what's going to happen in the future events. But if you remember, all of Revelation is here for a reason. And there is, there is in this book, a distinct and i believe a deliberate division the first 3 chapters are to the churches 4 through 22 are for the are are they look different they sound different they read different so we have to look at them differently in a little bit in order to understand them what is going on here is not future The Lord is telling John, write to these seven churches, admonish them to repent. So we want to go through this kind of deliberately, slowly, step by step, so we don't miss anything. In our text, at verse 10, John wrote, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me, A loud voice like a trumpet saying, write what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches. Now when I read scripture very often, when I read a narrative like this, when the writer's talking about himself, I imagine what it must have been like. I imagine what does someone's voice sound like when it sounds like a trumpet? It was. I would. I cannot imagine that the Lord's voice would sound like a scream, a blaring sound. And sometimes I'm. I'm not denying that it did. I'm just wondering that John was so startled he equivocated it to a trumpet blast. I mean, you're in the spirit when someone says when. When you're in the spirit. And there have been times when Peter was in the Spirit and there have been times when other disciples were in the Spirit. When you're in the Spirit, you're, it's almost like you're in a trance prayer. And you don't sense anything else and then all of a sudden something frightens you, startles you. You ever have someone sneak up on you and stand right at your shoulder and you not notice it and, and you just jump? That happened to me just the other day and the person who did it to me just kind of cackled ha 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 I got him Well, <laughs> oh, that's okay I loved it see it helps this was that kind of thing John was in the spirit deep in prayer zoned out of everything physical and all of a sudden he hears the voice of the Lord write what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches quite amazing He didn't sneak up, he didn't slip up to him and just, uh, John, I have something I would like you to write. He just shouted out, write what you see. And John, turning to see, doesn't see the one speaking at first. He sees lampstands write what you see in the book and send it to the seven churches, to the Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamum, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea, then he he sees the lampstands. He doesn't see the Lord right away. Jesus is not diminishing his own glory for the sake of the churches. Jesus reveals the lampstands or the churches as representatives of those churches and as representatives of all churches. And then Christ himself is in the midst of those churches because he has redeemed the souls that belong to those churches and made them his very own. So he is walking among the lampstands he is walking among the churches something to think about we'll get deeper into this next week but as i said when i begin just cracking it open today Christ himself had redeemed his church and called them and commissioned them to spread the gospel in something Was going wrong. In John's day, the world had already begun to resist the gospel. John was a victim, you could say, a victim. He had experienced personally persecution. They tried to kill him and couldn't succeed. So, let's just send him off to the Isle of Patmos. Let's send him where he's going to be forgotten. He won't be heard anymore. His sermons won't be heard anymore. Let's just send him away, banished, exiled. And this was not just John's experience, but believers in the churches all around Roman and Greek communities, Roman and Greek world were feeling the pressure and they were beginning to fall away. Verse 12, I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me, and on turning, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a long robe, with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were li- white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were like the flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in the furnace. And his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars. From his mouth came the two-sharp-edged sword, and his face was like the sun, shining in full strength. And then John writes, as for the mystery of the seven stars, remember the Christ he saw had seven stars in his hand? As for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Those of you who had attended last year's Sunday evening study of Revelation, kind of a survey look, remember me talking about this. And I'm going to reiterate it here. A few years ago, I had heard, I've not read what he's written, I've not heard any of the messages, but Harry Reader, in a seminar one time, mentioned this passage, talking about how he believes that the angels of the seven churches were the pastors, they weren't spiritual beings. And I got to thinking about that and got to studying on my own and looking at the Greek and looking at the grammar and praying through this and I've come to the conclusion that he's he's very close to being right I think as we begin this week and we'll look more next week we need to understand the seven angels are the messengers of the Depending on the context, the same word for messenger in the, in the Bible is the same word for angel. In fact, the word is always used angelos, angel. That's what it means. Angelos, equals is, is, it means messenger. Even in the Old Testament, Hebrew, the word for angel was translated from a word that meant messenger, ambassador, representative. If you remember seven angels for the church, for, for each, one for each of the seven churches, these were messengers is what the word really means, and it also could mean prophet or preacher And then the lampstands are the churches. The divine call is given to the church or the divine call is given to the churches. And we as one of the churches, we're not one of the seven, but we're one of the churches throughout history are to be faithful to this divine call. Matthew five fourteen, the Lord Himself reminded the people who followed Him, "You are a light; are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do the people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all who all, to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven." The church, or the bride of Christ, has the responsibility of blessing the world with the gospel message. And in John's day, if after the, the generation after Christ, the church began very well, but when the world began to resist, when the world began to push back, churches began to grow cold. Churches began to compromise churches began to fail and this message from the lord by his authority by his power by his presence through the hands of john is given to the seven churches to revive them to equip them to shore them up to give them new life so we don't want to skip over these three chapters of revelation they are important they give us the reason why we are to believe the rest of the book and they give us the reason give us the reason how we are to believe the rest of the book verse 16 again in his right hand he held seven stars In verse 20, as for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels or the messengers of the seven churches. You might be asking yourself, well, preacher, does this mean that every church has their own guardian angel? No. I don't think that's what it's saying. I don't think that's what it's suggesting. As I mentioned earlier, angels the same word is translated elsewhere as messenger. It just depends on the context. If, if the translators read the original language and it was talking about some heavenly being coming with a message, they transliterated it from angelos to angel. And if it was an earthly messenger, like a preacher or a prophet, they just called it preacher or prophet or Apostle. As again, as I remind you, next week we'll get dig into this deeper. But this is just cracking it open. Because the messengers, the preachers, the pastors of these churches must be faithful if they are to be effective. Now, If you've ever read Revelation before, and if you've ever seen anyone preaching or teaching Revelation before, you know that the seven churches that are mentioned in Revelation are not perfect. None of them. They all have problems. They all have weaknesses. Some of them are on the verge of total failure. Does that mean that the preachers failed? Not necessarily so. And we'll get into that next week. let me remind you just to give you a taste of what might be coming Jesus himself spoke about the Old Testament prophets or the Old Testament messengers who were rejected and killed you stiff necked people uncircumcised in heart and ears you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did so do you which of the prophets did your fathers persecute and they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one whom you have now betrayed and murdered. You who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. The apostle Peter warned the self-righteous Jewish nation that they've rejected the messenger of God and they've rejected as they rejected the messengers of God. There were faithful prophets in Israel. All of the writing prophets that we have in our scriptures were faithful. And the Lord, the Lord also reminded Elijah in his most discouraged moment after he had victory on against the prophets of Baal. He became depressed, he became frightened, and he thought he was the only prophet left. And the Lord reminded him that he had other prophets I don't remember it was 700 or 7,000 forgive my senior moment but there were other prophets who were still faithful we don't know their names but they too were rejected oh here it is right in front of me forgive me Romans 11 God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Do you not know how the scripture says of Elijah, how he appeals to the God of Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets, they have demolished your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what is God's reply to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. Here's Paul quoting 1 Kings 19. Stars in the hand of our Lord, our glorified Lord, representing faithful passengers, faithful pastors, faithful messengers. Isn't it the pastor's responsibility to keep the church faithful? It's the pastor's responsibility to present a faithful message of truth of the gospel. But we know when we look back at Israel's history, the sheep often rebel. Sheep frequently reject the message. And again, we'll look more deeply at that last week. It's not always the pastor's fault. Unfortunately, these days, it very often is the pastor's fault, but it's not always the pastor's fault. Very often, it's just plain disobedience of the flock. So as we look at this scripture in Revelation one ten through 20, we look at John being in the spirit. The Lord makes a personal appearance to him, personally comforts him, gives him a message, tells him that I walk among the churches, among the lampstands, among the lights of the city, and I hold in my hand the messengers whom I have called and sent for these churches. Now, are these churches obedient to my message? Or have they fallen away? That's the big question we must examine as we look at this together. And that's what we will get into next week. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you again for your word and its truth and its power. And we pray that you might speak to our hearts this next week. While we pray in preparation for the coming Sunday, help us understand and use your word, its power, and its spirit, Lord, to bring us to repentance. Not that we might feel good, not that we might be encouraged, but that we might get a glimpse of your power and your glory as souls are saved. And your church grows. And spiritual health is restored and renewed. Help us, dear Lord, be faithful to you. In the name of our Savior, amen.